It's Rotten Treasure with special guest, Michael Weingartner! There's too many hormones, there's too many tremors, but I like to watch it for the Rotten Treasure. Woo! Hi, welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watched Muppet Treasure Island. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell. With me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hello, Jim. Hi, Kai. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually drinking coffee out of our cute mugs that I got us for um, being all like, you know, co-hosts and shit. Um, oh. For the first time in my mug, I I'm drinking actual too. coffee. Um, every other time it's been alcohol. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, um, every other time we've recorded, it's like nighttime. And that's, I guess, when are we allowed to legally or like, a, like respectively drink alcohol? Like five? I, I, I don't think there is a timing on that. You go to an okay. airport, it's all the time. Okay, cool. Then I'll be right back. I'm going to grab some alcohol. Okay. Let me bring in our guest. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to ask this person for an intro, so he is a uh, very funny Philadelphia improviser uh, and my dungeon master. It's Michael Weingartner. Hello. Ooh. No one No one gave me a mug, so I'm just drinking my alcohol out of a out of a a, a tin flagon. <laughs> hold on, now you're gonna make me go. All right, hold on. This is the, actually the perfect uh, time to start. What is a tin flagon? Well, it would be made of tin, and I'm yep. a, and I'm just sort of using my uh, improv skills to say that mm-hmm. a flagon is the type of cup that a uh, that a pirate might drink out of. Oh, I feel like, there's, oh, okay. I feel like there's another name for those or something like that. But no, you're right. Uh, the oh, I, all I can think of is the yeah, like yo ho glass. Uh, that's how I if I was like didn't yeah, know the I word. Go. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, can I get that? You know, the yo ho yo ho glass. I need that. That's what yeah. that would be. It's yo ho yo ho and a flagon of rum. People often mispronounce it, but I was picturing a flagon as um, okay. You know when it's like a uh, when they drink out of like a tiny little sack with like a little nipple at the top. Oh, like a like a like a like a water skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's <clears throat> the word I'm thinking of, and I think I've been calling that a flag in my whole life. Okay, you say your whole life, but like as a percentage of your life, it's probably a very small portion of time that you've spent referring to that water skin as a flag in. Like you probably, probably only do that like once a day at most. Oh, yeah, I'm not in a constant state of being like, look at that flag in, and then no one's correcting me. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, I met Jim four years ago. I have no idea if he spent his time out on the ocean just being a pirate. I am not completely shutting that down. He's given me kind of like piratey vibes from time to time. I just never really brought it up. Now, see, uh, um, Jim to me strikes as a privateer. Like, he definitely has government authority to pillage and plunder. <laughs> Oh, nice. Like yeah. He waited in line at like the privateer DMV and said, I'd like a letter of Mark. And then the government said, OK, you're authorized to you know, take down foreign vessels, but only <laughs> the ones carrying like those weird Garfield phones that wash up on the beaches sometimes. Yes. See, why I like this is because I know Jim would love an opportunity to flash a badge real quick and then run into a place <laughs> like, come on, wouldn't that be fun to be like, like, you know, like to just out of a wallet and then keep going. I don't know if uh, pirates have wallets. I believe they're called uh, wagons. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have always really liked the joke from Dumb and Dumber where he like tries to run into an airport and they're like, wait, you can't go in there. And he goes, no, it's okay. And he pulls out a badge. And he goes, I'm a, uh, I'm a limo driver. And then he keeps running. That's a part of that movie that I always liked. Yeah. yeah have you guys? Yeah. Uh, have you all done the the Dumb and Dumbers yet? Not yet. No. It'll happen the, eventually. Okay. Because there's at works. least like three of those. Yeah. There's, the, there's Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Dumber, Dumber, Dumber and then Dumb and Dumber Two. Isn't there one with the? There's like T-O-O. a younger version of them. One, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Mm, Bob, right. Actually, R.I.P. Uh, Bob Saget has a ca- uh, cameo in that, and it brings me a lot of joy because uh, I I don't remember. It. I think it's Lloyd. Um, who just, I don't, what, what exploded in that bathroom that wasn't poop? I don't know, but you don't remember this, Jim? There's shit everywhere. Okay. That's all I remember. Is okay. I did not watch Dumb and Dumber in advance of, I, I watched a, a movie about puppets on a oh, pirate ship. That's right. That's what I did. I, I did. Oh no, am I on the wrong podcast again? Uh, yeah. sorry, we got, this is the Dumb and Dumber podcast. I, uh, <laughs> I ha- which a movie I haven't watched, but someone once told me a line from it, and I thought that line was funny, and I was like, I think that's as I think that's as far as I should go with watching that movie. Uh, it's one of those ones where I would actually even say, Jim, let's just watch the two with the actors we want to watch the movie with, and then not watch that one. Uh, but s- speaking of uh, Muppets in general, I do want to ask. This is actually my favorite question, uh, and I have a feeling uh, I'm going to love your answer. What is your relationship with the Muppets as a whole? Um. I, I I think when I was a kid, I did not see any of these like Muppet movies. I, I wasn't familiar with them. I like discovered the Muppets through I want to say Carol Channing. So like okay. my <laughs> like my my mom and I both really liked like the old Carol Channing show. We liked the like old style um you know, variety, uh, sketch st- comedy shows. And that was happening around the same time as the Muppets. So, like, I, I, I think, at, like, at some point, like, there was the crossover to, like, the original Muppet show, which was, like, the same type of, like, variety sort show of weird variety yeah. show where, like, guest stars would show up. And so, like, to me, the Muppets were, like, sort of like a... And I'm like, oh, they make movies, too. And I didn't know that they made too many movies except for the Christmas Carol one, which same. I think you probably already chatted about. Uh, yeah, we, that was like, and, the, the well, same. I literally thought that was like the only movie. I didn't. Right. <laughs> what? There's all these other Muppet movies. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, when they came out with like the, the new Muppet movie, I was like, oh, there's old Muppet movies and they're, I would say better, but that's, that's not what we talk about here on the, on this, on this show, I assume. No, you can get away with that. I mean, uh, literally at the end of this, Jim and I are going to have to sit down and talk, rank all of these, which is going to be hard. We haven't done like a ranking where there's this many movies in a while. Uh, but yeah, so far, I would say uh, I genuinely enjoyed like the first movie as much as it was like just jointed and total, like not a plot. Fucking blast. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, and also, I don't know about you, but uh, like Christmas Carol is... It's fantastic in a way that kind of is completely different from the other movies anyways. It's just its own. It could be just good as its own, and it doesn't even deliver. The Christmas Carol Muppet movie is... A Muppet Christmas Carol is the single best film adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Thank you. I say that unironically. Yes. No, 100%. I actually... I've realized that this is the one... This is the version for me out of all of them that, that 
I want to watch every year. So it's yes. the definitive film version for me. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah, definitive yeah. version for me is that one I talked about in the episode, the Macy's one. Uh, that the the Christmas Carol Village in Macy's in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cute. That's in my because that's how I experienced it the most. Uh, but that does bring up something. Uh, Michael and I were talking about a couple of days ago. Which was Michael has a very interesting, uh, I'll call theory about uh, Muppet stories. It 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 it's more of a broad theory of like literature and the human condition. Yeah. Uh, the basic premise is that all great uh, cultural touchstone stories can be divided into two categories. Uh, there are those that work best as uh, a Muppets adaptation and those that work best as a Wishbone adaptation. In my view, Wishbone only works if there's like a very clear one interesting primary character, like a Robin Hood type of thing. Poss- right? The mm-hmm. Muppets is all ensemble. Like, if I was doing like Death of a Salesman, to me, that's that's Wishbone. Okay. Are you, are you okay. talking about this little dog? Okay. Yeah, the little Jack yeah. Russell Terrier who would dress up. This is something I've I've seen and did not invest my life into, and it's doing the number one thing I love, which is just like, like you. All I'm seeing is just human clothes and a dog head coming out of it in one of these photos. So yeah, very, no, that, that, that's basically it. This Jack Russell Terrier. I don't. I, I think it's the same. I think it the the wishbone dog is related to the dog from. Or trained by the same person as the dog from The Artist, the 2011 oh. Best Picture winner. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like two people who train all these Hollywood Jack Russell Terriers and their I experts. Um, but yeah, like in those, it's like everyone's a human and there's one dog and no one finds it weird that it's a dog. And like, that's where like the humor and mirth comes from. I like that. Uh, it's also like sort of more educational, whereas like in... Like, the world of the Muppets, usually the main character, like here, Jim Hawkins and Long John Silver, those are the human actors, that you know, or, or like Michael Caine, and then everyone yeah. else is Muppet. Muppets. Yeah. Like, the main character in a Muppets adaptation is never a Muppet. Like, Kermit's never the main character. Kermit's, like, always, like, an important character, but never the main one. You're tr- it's even true. Even the, when we're kind of watching these all out of order at the moment, and we just did uh, Muppets 2011, and you're right, Jason Siegel, although he kind of shared it with um, with Walter a little bit. I think I might be yeah. the closest well, you're going to get. That's also not like yeah. an adaptation. That's an original story. Good point. Good yeah. Point, good point. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, the yeah. unfortunate thing is, as we've been going through this, the theatrical releases, there's only two adaptations. I, I was disappointed to find that out. I, a lot of them are TV uh, yeah. movies like uh the wizard of oz one that's a tv movie which is one that i always remember watching as a kid or whenever it came out and we decided not to do it because we're we already watched... doing eight movies <laughs> it, we, i was i was gonna say we would have had to watch like 20 movies if we did that mm. but i mean that's i feel like that's what makes it accessible for a kid especially now i've been thinking about how to get kids to be interested in the muppets again because that's no, that's kind of what the movie was about the 2001 and it's like because nobody's interested anymore but i think adaptations is the way to go i just don't know what kids these days would want to watch an adaptation about i mean given look in, in, in my personal opinion like muppets back in the 80s and 90s had to do like christmas carol and wizard of oz 
and Treasure Island because it was public domain. That's basically that's all they had. Right, but right, now yeah. Disney owns the Muppets. Disney owns Star Wars. Disney owns Marvel. There's nothing stopping them from making a Muppet Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Legally, there's no bar to that. There's no bar to just a f- complete shot-for-shot remake of <laughs> A New Hope with the Muppets. Except in this one, Mark Hamill plays Obi-Wan. Done. Right, right, right. Oh, that'd be good, that'd be good, that'd be good. Do you uh, remember the? there was an old YouTube video where they they redid the Pulp Fiction trailer, but with all Muppets, except yes. for Eric Stoltz? Because <laughs> Fozzie Bear, I remember seeing Fozzie Bear with a gun, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. No, I... I, do, I does Fozzie Bear? Some of the Muppets have guns in this particular film that we're that we're doing. Also, I feel like we just ha- haven't dug into this. Because we got to get believe into it. Kai. We have to. We got to tell everybody. You have let's, not let's, actually watched this movie. No. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. My life has been spiraling. Actually, a matter of fact, uh, this is not in terms of time being <laughs> you don't wrong. Have to say it like that. <laughs> what, what? No, I mean, no, no. I think I remember which episode. Two of our, folks remember a couple episodes back when I had a tornado and I had to leave the episode. <laughs> I'm still inside of that tornado. Um, my life's been kind of kind of swirly, and unfortunately, yeah. I this is one of those moments where I, I got my wires crossed, and this is the first time, and I've talked about it many, many a times. Wouldn't it be funny if one of us didn't watch the movie? It happened, folks. So today, welcome to uh, Kai's Sleepy Edition and learning about uh, Muppet Treasure Island. I'm very excited. I I think it's our job, Jim. You and I are going to have to explain. So the first question I have, Kai, is have you ever seen a Treasure Island? Like, like, do you know the basic thing that's being parodied? So so I actually... So, I struggle with reading and writing, and I always have. So, that is actually something I was able to avoid. Any type of Treasure Island I ever got was just, like, a kid's, like, skim book. It was never actually, like... Have you watched Treasure Planet? Treasure Planet? Yeah. That was a big one for people our age. 2002. Honestly, the entire time I watched this movie, I was like, why am I not just watching Treasure Planet so good? Treasure. Is it, like, Captain Planet with treasure? No, no, it's, it's Treasure, Treasure Island, Island, but set in... Uh, you know, actually, since you just said you haven't actually read uh, this in a, in a thing, I guess... I actually want to see, like, um, if we can, like, run down the basic plot. Of no, what I, what I love is we've never had to challenge this. I essentially, if you could... Uh, Jim, I'm going to need you to give me some characters. I'm going to need you to put on your best Jim Curry. I'm going to need a little bit from you in terms of, like, let's act this movie out for me, y'all. Let's find well, it out. Jim, you got some Muppet impressions in you. Hang on, I had a, I had a question for Michael real quick. Mm-hmm. Have you read the book? Yeah. Okay, I never read the book. I I think I had the book when I was a little kid, and I started to read like Call of the Wild before, and I was like, this is an adult book. I'm too young for this, and I like bought it at the same place and went. I guess Treasure Island's too young, uh, too old for me. Yeah, I mean Robert Louis Stevenson is you know it's a, it's it's a cracking good read, but yeah, um, I I actually think we could like. And Jim, if you want to like do the characters and the impressions, I can sort of run through the clean plots uh, and just like pause occasionally. You know what sure. I should do is I should never watch this movie, and then when we do the rating and uh, review episode, I'm going to rate and review based off of what's happening right now. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I have to remember what happened in the movie <laughs> this because uh, I watched it. I I watched it on Tuesday, and it's now Saturday. Uh, no, I, I'll so. just tell you what happens, and yeah. I can't be wrong because I'm the guest. Right. Uh, like, like, like every twelve year old who comes to stay with you, I'm the guest, <laughs> so I, so I can't be wrong. Yep. Um, Love it. 
Okay, so Jim Hawkins is a kid. He's an orphan. His his mom and dad are gone. His dad was a sailor, uh, disappeared, so he's all on his own. He he lives and works in an inn uh, with his inexplicably, like, friends slash uh, orphan brothers, uh, Gonzo and Rizzo. Okay, um, okay. I'm going to yeah, need a Gonzo from no, you, Jim. No, not oh, KKK, I... but okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I wanted to be very clear. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't do a Gonzo. I just realized that's the one that. Can you do Rizzo? Well, Rizzo's got kind of. Uh, he's got uh, that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's, that's it. That's just talk yeah. about food or being scared, and you're and you've got Rizzo. Yeah. Um. So they're at this like basically care like in England, uh, in surrounded by. Sailors and there's a there's an old pirate played by Billy Connolly who is yep. trying like this is what I love about Muppet movies is the people who are playing the human actors because mm. the silliness is next to them they are all like doing their like Oscar level performance yep. like Billy Connolly yep. is doing his best to play Captain Billy Bones an old awesome. washed up drunkard sea captain who's talks about this treasure from old Captain Flint. Uh, way off in the Caribbean and how they yep. and how he his crew went there and they buried the treasure and oh the map what happened to the map he he's I guess I'm being Billy Connolly for this one you got that one yeah and he tells a story and then um you know there's a there's a song where the where Jim and everyone's like oh how do we I want more out of life I'm gonna go on adventures and uh, shortly after that a a blind the, man played the by I a Muppet. Want story, but uh, the I Want song, according to musicals. Yeah, there's always an I Want song. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you mean I Want song? What do you mean? Oh, like I Once uh, Was a... Yeah, I there, Once Was a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, there, sorry. At the beginning yeah. of a musical, yeah. there's always a part where the uh, the protagonist will sing what they want. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it is opposed to what they need, That's but that's a whole other storytelling yeah. aspect. Got you. Yeah, so they want to go on adventures. I don't think these characters have needs at this point. Blind person shows up and hands Billy Connolly, Billy Bones, the black spot, meaning death sentence. So he's like, oh no, they are going to hear for my map! Uh, and he, in fact, has had the map the whole time. He gives the map to Jim. The pirates attack. They fend yep. them off. Yep. B- Billy Bones dies of a stroke. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he dies of so, the black spot. <laughs> yeah, so really. Jimmy, Jim Hawkins, not not different Jim. Yeah. yeah. He Gonzo Rizzo. They go off and they find uh, a half wit, uh, rich person investor played by Fozzie Bear. Can we get a Fozzie Bear? Hey, I have a person living in my finger. Yes, the entire film, uh, Fozzie Bear. Is under the delusion that a person lives in his finger named Mr. Bimbo. Ah, that's it. And it's not really important to the plot, but they sure do harp on it. So yeah. he, yeah, yeah, being yeah. dumb, funds an entire expedition uh, to go on a boat to uh, to the Caribbean uh, and find yes. that. The captain of the ship is Captain Smollett, played by Kermit the Frog. Can we get a Kermit? He does a good one. Uh, do I do a good Kermit? Uh... I am the ship's captain, and I'm. Everyone thinks I'm angry, but I'm not. Yep, that's their. Bit. Uh, so they get on the ship, uh, and the 
uh, Cook on the ship. I'm familiar with who that might is be. Is Long yeah. John Silver, played uh, by Tim Curry. Um, oh, not Swedish Chef? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Swedish <laughs> This character is important and so has to be a human character. Okay, per all right. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. And he is the crux of the movie, to be honest. Yeah, well, he, yeah he's he, fucking he, Tim Curry. Long John Silver is the. He's not just a uh, fast food establishment. He is the sort of <laughs> Im- most important character in this in this story. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like takes a liking to Jim. He's sort of a mentor figure. Jim doesn't have a dad. This whole and. Relationship is really explored very well in Treasure Planet, less so here. Hmm. Uh, he has one leg, which is important because one, he's a pirate. Yep. Spoilers. Rules. Two, Billy Bones was like, Beware the one legged man. And then the first time they meet a one legged man, they're like, Oh, this seems suspicious, but he seems nice. <laughs> was he so, singing? Is that what it is? It's always when they start singing, you think they're fine, and then they're not. No, he doesn't <laughs> sing until much later in the film. Boom. He but actually anyway. starts singing to reveal that he's a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. But so, that we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they start to sail over there. There's a lot of sort of basically Muppet nonsense that happens. It's not important to the plot of the actual story, but it's fun. It's Muppets um, on a boat. Cool. They sail off to to the treasure, and it is discovered by uh, Jim Hawkins a little bit too late that... Uh, that Long John Silver, the cook, is actually a pirate. He was part of the original Captain Flint's crew that put the treasure on the island. He's rounded up a bunch of the old crew, gotten them all on board on the ship. They're planning on basically mutinying once they get the treasure. So that's like the that's the twist. The more and more you're telling me about this, I'm not only just seeing this movie again from childhood, I'm seeing it with Muppets. So keep going. We're starting to get some juice going. I'm starting to have some great, weird flashbacks. Great. So, <laughs> so they land on the ship. And then the, the the pirates take over. They kidnap Jim. They go on to the island. Uh, there is a song where Tim Curry is like, I like you. Let's talk about how great it is to be a pirate. Jim, can I get uh, that song real quick? Great song, by the way. I no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, Jim, can I can I have that song from you, please? Oh, jeez. How Come on. does it go? You got it. How does it go? When you're a professional pirate. That's it. <laughs> That was all I had, though. That, that's basically, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's a song about, like, it's fun to be a pirate kind of thing. It is. Yeah. The, um, so, Jim is forced to work with the pirates to find the treasure. Turns out when they get there, it is missing. Simultaneously, Kermit the Frog is trying to do a rescue mission. They get there. Kermit's yes. playing the captain. Um, and his sto- And in the book... On this island, they encounter a person named Benjamin Gunn. Benjamin Gunn was marooned by Captain Flint years ago, and so he's the one who has, like, the secret to actually where the treasure actually is, because it's not where they think it is. It's always one fucker. In in this version of... Normally, they just find him, and he's, like, a little bit, like, kooky, and then they figure out where the treasure is. Hmm. In this version... They have bent over backwards because they realized early on that there are no female characters in Robert Louis Stevenson's yeah. <laughs> Treasure Island. Wonderful. Yeah. And so they decided to make this character Benjamina Gunn. Sure. Uh, played by Miss Piggy. Yep. Miss yep, Piggy yep, yep. was marooned somehow uh, and has become the, I guess, de facto queen goddess of a, let's be honest, 
racist tribe of oh, yeah. um uh, of of indigenous um sort of pagan boar creatures. More on that later. I have actually a lot to say about um about the boar creatures. But she is also Kermit's ex. So they have like a little thing. They sing a song about falling back in love. Oh boy. He left her at the altar. Honestly, Kermit's always been kind of a putz in that way. But yeah. uh in the end there's a big confrontation and they fight off all the pirates and everyone uh, manages to stop Long John Silver. They capture him, put him in the brig. They're sailing away. And then famously at the end of Treasure Island, the relationship between Jim and Long John Silver, it's sort of complicated, sort of like a father figure. I was going to say daddy issues for days, probably situation. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Treasure <laughs> Planet really hits on this in a beautiful way. This movie mm. kind of doesn't go as far as it should but yeah it's more uh, long john silver long john silver sneaks away (laughs) and jim lets him go and that's like the that's like the the ending like he and that and now he gets to be like a a sailor free spirit yeah he's realized this whole thing (sighs) and then he Uh, gives that jim curry fucking look in that little wink little fucking curry kai (laughs) jim curry Curry. tim curry it's all it's all the same food it's all the same spice okay (laughs) it's delicious just eat it (laughs) Um, yeah. it, so that's is, the plot yeah. of the story. Oh, sorry, Jim. Uh, we need a we need a Miss Piggy. Oh, Hi-ya! yeah. You know who you stole that from? Yeah, Miss Piggy. Oh no. Uh, uh, Kristen Shear was kind enough uh, to help me realize that the only like if I'm struggling, I need to get into a, a Miss Piggy thing. You just start with Hi-ya! and then you go from there. Oh, call me. I can't even do it. Oh God. Can you go I beyond like, Hiya? Excuse moi is another good one. I was gonna say because there's two ver- there's two things with Miss Piggy's voice, which is the the angry oh Kermy, and then the oh Kermy, where it's mm. like I w- my voice cracked while I did that. Um, which is the you're, the very you're sweet. growing up, yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't wait to be a real boy. Um, uh, she because she, she has the like I have to win everyone over with my charm, and everyone's. Uh, is like not having it because they also see her angry all of the other times. Hmm. It was really weird. Okay, first off, thank you for such an excellent description of this movie. I'm not kidding when I actually... So I have this image of... And I'm just making it up that um, uh, Tim Curry does do this kind of like over-the-shoulder look of like, thank you for my freedom kind of thing and then disappears into the sea. Is that pretty much accurate? Yeah, except he yeah. sings. He sings. Okay. Oh, yeah, he sings later, but that's not in the original. I don't know why they put that in. Oh, that was definitely because the Muppets were like, "We can't have the bad guy get away." He's, and then we'll just have a we'll just have a quick joke about, but that's the one boat that was defective. Hmm, cute. I I'm for it. I love uh, the idea. I want to fucking be on a boat singing with Tim Curry. That sounds fucking delightful. Yeah, it's interesting. So like earlier, I was like, people who are in Muppet movies are often like trying to like do like Oscar performances, like. Michael Caine in Christmas Carol, yeah, he is he is just it. nailing it. He yeah, is yeah. being earnest at every stage. I'm there is the not place. a all bunch the, of puppets around him at all. He is yeah. He is all doing the human actors, mm-hmm. and I just say human actors because the Muppets are actors. Yeah, I agree, yeah. and they're humans too. I, I'm they're credited at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they, no, it no, is oh, yeah, no, no. The Muppets are Muppets. They're if I learn anything from the 2011 right. film, is it, that you're they, either a man or a Muppet. Those are the rules. It's a, it, yeah, no, no, and it's. It, 
They're all equal in the eyes of the law, but... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then I should um, wait, keep that in mind for Muppets Most Wanted. Thank, thank you. Uh, yeah, so Tim Curry does not... I do not believe Tim Curry is trying to, to do this in an earnest way at all. Mm. At every possible moment, Tim Curry is just turning it up to a 12 and hamming yeah. it up at every possible thing. Like, his pirate voice is all over the place. It's wonderful, mm. but he's, like, giving you, like, top-level, like, children's theater. It's a big risk, because the two types of Muppet performances, like you said, are Oscar-worthy, uh, amazing performances, like playing it dead straight, or matching the levels of the Muppets. And both are, yeah, both are risks, but, like, the playing it straight is a, is a bit easier than matching the level of the Muppets, because you gotta be a real big Muppet person in order to pull it off, and Tim Curry is a big Muppet man. He's so. more animated than the Muppets. Yeah, big time. His, yeah. oh, he has such a, he has such an expressive face, especially in this movie. Like, he... He's just a guy who is a cartoon character. Yeah, his smile oh. lives in my face rent or my face. His smile lives in my head rent free. Like no problem. I I I have it in there locked that I'm cool with it. Yeah, but like I, I again, he's he's just he's just delivering like performance, but there's, there's nothing earnest about it. You you do not believe at any moment that his character is doing anything other than just like melodrama. It's quite refreshing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> last night I I rewatched um uh uh Roger Rabbit and mm. Judge Doom. You know right away he's the bad guy from the fact his name is Judge Doom. But yeah, it like it's kind of like that with Tim Curry in this movie where you're like, yeah, you he's the bad guy. He's you look at him, he's clearly a pirate man with a pirate accent and a wooden and a well, in this he doesn't have a wooden leg, but with a missing leg and a, and a, 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 a uh, what was it? Uh, a lobster. Yeah. Instead of his like puppet, they give him a talking lobster, and they have and they and they, and they joke about it for like a good minute. This movie is full of, and I would say more so than like other Muppet films. The movie undermines itself a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there are several moments where people are like, like for example, you asked about the Swedish chef. At a time when they're at, like, the weird racist and colonialist um, tribe of of boar people, mm -hmm. uh, uh, seemingly almost going to be eaten, the Swedish chef is just there preparing the food. And then the tomato turns to the camera and goes, well, how else did you think we were going to get him in the movie? Mm. And it's like, no, just, like, let him be there. Yeah. The, uh, why, why not? Like, right. Get I would. I would love it if the Swedish chef was, like, the president in a movie or something like that. Like, just, yeah, I don't need him to be a chef all the time. Um, I would love, uh, or just, like, he's the 911 operator, because uh, I, I don't know why. I actually think that would go really oh, well. Oh, that's hilarious. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I would, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm an improviser. I'm so smart. Or, um, <laughs> wait, is it, is it funnier if he's the 911 operator? Or the one calling? No, no. I, don't know. I, think, let's, it's let's I think it's funnier if he's the op <laughs> operator. Yeah. Because then the person's like, hello, I'm at 37... Wait, no, sorry, I said 3742 uh, Baird Street. No, so it's really important that you know 
the address <laughs> I'm calling from. Yeah, but you meanwhile, you just record or you do the Bernadines of Thank you. Please send help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think Tim Curry's uh, does. It's weird. I would not say he does a good job. I'd say he does a great job. But he's like, he's just like not. He's just doing it of his very own thing. Um, but it it's, sounds like uh, they kind of just said, "You're Tim Curry. Be Tim Curry." And he's like, "All right." <laughs> yeah. Like at ev- at any given moment. He will just like pause and then say his line with like us with like an, an eyebrow and a thing, be like, and he'll just like burst out laughing, like, <laughs> like for no reason. And it works every time. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. This feels like a, a Muppet movie was done in a backyard for kids. Um, I'm very ex- and then made into a movie. And I'm very excited to, to see it. <laughs> I will say that, that, that was, I, I have notes. Um, and one of the things that I really liked about this, cause this is 1996 when this came out and it's like, that was towards the, the end of what I often think of as like the princess bride period Okay, when like sets for kids movies, like it looks like a storybook. Like they, like they make, it's like when they're at the ports, like little buildings, like it looks fantasy as mm-hmm. like, they're not trying to make it look real. They're trying to make it look like, um, sort of a little bit pretend and childish, which I really yeah. enjoy. I think it I think it makes a nice aesthetic and I think it ages really well. Cause the original Muppet show is a variety show. So it's all and it, and it's a lot of sketches. And it gives off that feeling of like, oh if we were this is a big it's a big long sketch on the Muppet show. Yeah. Just from the trailer alone it gave me very like um did y'all watch any of those like Gullah Gullah Island or like um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Out of the Box? Um, yeah. What's really funny is I'm 35. I think both of you are younger than me by like five years ish on average. Yeah. Sure. Those are shows my age bracket wasn't supposed to be watching, but I was like, this is great. When they go in the box, it gets bigger. Um, anyways, I I am all for those kind of like uh, silly uh, like let's not take ourselves too seriously kind of stuff. Uh, and that's the vibe I got kind of from that. Yeah. I mean, I get the sense like if, like if they were going to do, like if Disney was going to be like, let's do it. Like they'd be like, let's do the dark and gritty reboot of treasure mm. Island. Oh boy. Ugh. Weird, no. But that's like, I don't know. That's like one of the real joys of the Muppets. I think is that it's the exact opposite of a gritty reboot. Yeah, which I think at this point we're all tired of. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we tor- we tortured ourselves with the gritty reboot of our already depressing uh, fucking series when we did uh, the remake of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We're like, hey, let's just make it even more depressing because uh, it's like even more real. So I'm good with that. I can't imagine um, wanting to watch. Uh, like, I don't know the first movie where it was really just depressing about trying to become, uh, I want a reboot of the first Muppets movie, but more depressing and they don't make it. Okay. I, I don't want that. <laughs> I was going to go the other way. I was actually, I actually made a, a short list of films that I think would be, uh, other good candidates for like, Oh, oh Muppet thing. One, just because again, I believe they own the IP rights to it. So like, let's be honest. Given what's been in the news, we can't really make another Pirates of the Caribbean with Mr. Depp. Can't happen. No, 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 no. You could easy. You could absolutely make a, a Muppets Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, 
You would just again shot for shot remake, and then you just I don't I don't know who plays the Jack Sparrow character, but you could find maybe Animal. I don't know. Hmm. Um, That'd be fun. Like, yeah, it'd be more true to the original character of uh, Jack Sparrow before they were like, "What if he was the main character?" And it's like Jack Sparrow can't carry a movie. He's a he is a side character at best. Like don't 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 make him the crux of the story. He, yeah. there, I have problems with that. Somehow, in my notes, I have down the phrase uh, "Muppets: The Return of the Ogre Din." The Ogre Dim. The Ogre. D- have you not? Uh, neither of you know this game. No. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Oh, Spell it for me. The Return of the Ogre Din. Oh, it's a great game. You, you, you play an insur- an 18th century insurance investigator exploring a, a pirate ship on which everyone has died, and yes. you go back through like short freeze frames of like the moment of everyone's death and uncover a mystery it's a really good game but it's super dark and on a ship and i was like oh muppets i'd fuck with that oh this looks great it's very good it's like a pc game uh it's made to look like one but it came out like a couple years ago oh cool yeah Yeah, this looks like this looks like games i played when i was a little kid like i would love to watch this yeah i also I, i mentioned this to to jim the other day I think we are. What we need right now is a Muppets Les Mis. Ooh, that was a great one that you'd said. It's yeah. it, it's so good. Although uh, uh, Dom, who was on, who has been on the show, was like, "There's a lot of depressing things in uh, that story, and that's really that's well, gonna yeah, be tough to do." Yeah, I mean, when you Muppetize it, you're gonna sanitize part of it. You're you're going to. Yeah, you have to. Which. Uh, I read Billy Connolly was super proud that he was the first person to die in a Muppet movie. It just yeah. doesn't happen uh, in them, which they which they undermine immediately by going like, "Oh my God, someone died in a Muppet movie!" Yeah, they again they undermine a lot of it. Like, there's a song, there's a weird song midway through the film that has no reason to be there, where they're just like, "Oh, the boat is taking a long time," and so they sing a song called "Cabin Fever." Which is sort of a medley of multiple world music styles, each one more stereotypical <laughs> and offensive than the last. They oh, do yeah, like, yeah, wonderful. At various, like, at one point, there's, like, they even go to, like, they hit on, like, uh, Caribbean music. They hit on, like, do do music. There's a, like, ten-second moment where they're, like, doing, like, a German beer hall song, but they're literally singing, like... Volkswagen automobile Hagen dot like they're just it's not even trying uh and at one point during like a fairly like a almost like a speedy Gonzalez level of like accent uh, problems yeah. yeah 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 not good not good they do that and then the next line is in the song is I want to get my hands on whoever wrote this script so like it they know yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It just—it it sounds like someone wrote that after they stayed up all night trying to like rush it, like what it was going to be the next morning, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." Then we'll just write it one line, and then what it is, even though it's half-assed, that's the point. It's yeah. I think the music in this is from Hans Zimmer. I don't think he—I don't, I don't think he writes show tunes, but he definitely was involved. Let me see. Uh, and while you're doing that, I do want to throw one on into the the, the ring here. Um, uh, Sweeney Todd. Right. Oh yeah, Muppet Sweeney Todd would be. I feel like that would be good. I don't know how they would get around the whole human beings being turned into meat pies thing. I was um, gonna say we're getting it is Hans Zimmer. Uh, we're getting into the uh into the fact that uh <laughs> the point of that uh of that musical is 
it's a barber who murders people and then uh-huh. feeds everyone meat pies yeah, yeah. containing those people how can you do that with muppets <laughs> also yeah. we're going i guess we're just remaking well, all johnny depp movies i mean just, that's fine <laughs> just to be clear though it's already in my opinion morbid like i'm having a hard time with um all the talking fruit and vegetables i i like this as a kid i was probably like yeah that's fine it's funny but i'm actually yeah. having a hard time with the like the sentience of them uh I, I don't know it just it doesn't feel right um and it just makes me feel a little uneasy so i don't know i guess i guess as long as they made the meat pies kind of talking um and they were muppet pies like the muppet it was just muppets that were getting murdered but still muppety versions of pies it's gonna be fucked up i don't think i don't think disney's gonna buy this i think i'm gonna get in trouble but i want like m- little talking pies that are clearly talk like a like a beaker mupping pie like meow, 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 meow. in the opening uh song to this uh to this movie, it's set on, like, an island while they're burying the treasure like a flashback. Mm-hmm. And there's a brief moment where there's a pile of skulls singing. They're Muppet skulls. Like, yeah, they're made of yeah, felt. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because the fact that there are Muppet skulls suggests that Muppets have skeletons, which they don't. No. But it's very, it's, it's very, comp- it's very confusing. Although, they did have one of my favorite jokes, which was, what, Dead Tom? There was Old Tom, oh. Really Old Tom, and Dead Tom. <clears throat> And yeah. then they killed Dead Tom, which is very funny. It's hilarious, yeah. Um, there's good moments in this. I was reading some of like the reviews, and like they were split. A lot of them were like, "It's Muppets, three stars," but like Roger Ebert's like, "I expected more." Oh wow, that very Roger Ebert. Uh, Roger Ebert takes everything very seriously, and sometimes. Uh, He'll watch like these movies and he'll be like, "It's for kids, like it's great." And they do all the kid things, perfect job, four stars. But sometimes he's like, "Like I, if I were a child, I'd be offended at uh, that they would talk down to my intelligence." It's like, okay, Roger Ebert, you're you're not a child, and also you're too smart to be like to even think of what to even get into the mindset of a child. Please stop pretending you get what ch- children like. Well, what I'm trying to figure out is how we felt about Chris. Um, like, he must have had some hot takes on, like, the, the Christmas Carol. He must have either really loved that one and was, like, upset that the next one didn't, you know, I do mean, what he wanted it to. I can look it up. That's your job? Yeah. I'm so glad that's your job. Because I just find all these articles that I'm just, like, should I, like, click on this? And it's like, yeah, accept, accept, accept. And then it's not good. There's just, like, pictures of Muppet porn on my phone. It's not good. It just happens. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's... I mean, I... I that is one genre of film that I don't think needs to be muppetized. Oh, I've already I've already said this uh, on another podcast that we were on, and it was on Pixar, and they were like, "What Pixar movie have we not done yet?" And I was like, "Yeah, porn. That's what I want to. That's that's the next Pixar movie. Um, we'll get there, but I don't think I need to see Muppet porn. Um, it's already in some cases. I'm sure these movies. It's already going to be kind of a uh, little extra as it is. I mean, they do do that in Avenue Q. There's like an explicit like scene in that musical. Well, it's already implied that, uh, first off, Miss Piggy and uh, uh, fucking uh, Kermit have had sex because they made, like, A Christmas Carol. Is that the only time that they've actually had kids? No, see, see, that's the thing, is in The Christmas Carol, we know that that is Miss Piggy, the actor, yeah. and Kermit the Frog, the actor, playing Bob right. Cratchit right, and right, right, Those aren't his kids. Yeah. Those so aren't canonically, kids. that's just yeah. a child actor whose yeah. parents like live in Beverly Hills and got yeah. them in there because they knew the producer. Right, right, right. right. It, it, yeah. 
No, you you, you can't, the adaptations you can't you can't extrapolate from that. I mean, I've been listening to nonstop Muppet songs while working and cleaning people's houses the last couple of days. I cannot stop singing "Man or a Muppet." Um, I, there's also these lines I think that about, was up for the Oscar. It's a good one. It's so yeah. good. I am unapologetically windows down, screaming that at the top of my lungs while driving home, and it's been so good. And I've gotten a couple of good like giggles from people, um, or they hate me. It's one or the other. It really is fifty fifty at this point. But uh, one of the <laughs> lines the from one of the songs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's how. Yeah. One of the lines from one of the songs that I don't remember what it's from that happened was talking about how like they want to have like little pink frogs and like little green pigs, like little piggies. Does anyone know that song? I don't, but I can. I I see where it's going. Are you talking about in Muppets Take Manhattan? It might have been from that one. Yeah, maybe where they talked about it. But just the concept of like, I don't know what it is, but green pigs makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> it just feels like they're sick and they need help. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's the end. I didn't have anything else after that. That's it. That's just that just seems gross. No, I'm trying uh, to remember the point we were making before that. Well, folks, uh the other host has done it again. I have found a way to derail us entirely. Speaking of derailing, you should check out the rails on these commercials. Throw on your Jinkos, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. Hey everybody, Kai Bobby here, the other host. Uh, I am here with the Captain's Log shout out. It is from uh, our dear friend Crimson. He is incredibly kind and has told me to use this promotion slot to promote my cat's GoFundMe. Uh, my poor little buddy Oliver unfortunately had to have a surgery a little while back. And uh, those medical bills, uh, they, they really rack up. So if you got a couple extra bucks, go ahead and check out that GoFundMe link. It is in the description. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Crimson, you're amazing. Let's get back to the show, everybody. I think it's just that things could be could be muppetized. Yeah, I do think uh, again. I, 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 I stand by it. Muppet Star Wars, Muppet Avengers. Yeah, yeah. They have the right. They could knock it out. It would not be hard. They could knock it out. Yeah, I, and I would want to see them do um, the seventies ones with like seventies sets. Sets. Like I don't want to see. Oh I don't yeah, no. See Muppet Avengers has to be like kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's got to be like there's, yeah. I mean, you have a little bit of CGI, but it's got it's it needs the the sets with it, because that is to me a big part of it is, is where they are. Disney owns too much. It really does. Like they can do like it's a kind of a, oh yeah, a, yeah. like ridiculous how much they can do with this. Uh, I actually just got excited because I was like, oh, I want to see you know Muppet Jurassic Park, but I realized they don't own Jurassic Park and they can't do that. Um, but that would be fucking amazing as well. I want well, just I think I just want Muppets with dinosaurs in general. Yeah, I I mean I also think like you could go further back, like sort of the the joy of Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. Like they're classics. They've been done a lot. So there's just one more adaptation. I was thinking about this just a, a, like a while ago. Like they've started to make these like Agatha Christie like adaptations, like with like like big star ensembles, like they did like Death Ooh. on the Nile and Orient Express. To me, Orient Express, that is such a good, like, Muppets. That's a Muppet movie, yeah. That's a Muppet one, absolutely. Uh, you can't do Muppets and then there were none, because you can't kill that many Muppets, but you can kill one person. We've learned that from Treasure Island. There can be one 
murder at the beginning, and then they solve the crime. There's also the fact that with, uh, with, uh, uh, and then there were none, there's no, like, main character for the human to ground everything, because they kind of need a ground, because I watched the, the Muppet Haunted Mansion, and there's just too many Muppets. There's no, yeah. there's no grounding, so it's a little, like, Our it's other a little too podcast, wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need someone to have like an be doing like an actual story because the Muppets are often tangential. Yeah. They're doing they're doing bits. So the Haunted Mansion was just bits. And I was like, I you can't sustain a you can't sustain a 40 minute movie with just bits. I needed I need an actual You could plot. do 12 angry Muppets, but one of them is just is just uh, uh Henry Fonda's character. Yes. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 That's actually, uh, yeah, that's a perfect uh, Muppet movie. Wait, I, well, I got more. I could, well, no, no, yeah, I'm going to throw Clue as it on your list, because that, to me, we're already talking about oh, Clue's good. Trouble is, like, the person you, who you would have to keep as, like, the grounded one would just be Tim Curry, Tim Curry. again. <laughs> again, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> honestly, he, honestly, you could just CGI in his original performance, and it would probably still work. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's that's, that's Tim Curry at his most cartoonish. I love that movie. That movie's so funny. Oh, yeah, no, I think it's great. I mean, maybe that's one of those things you just don't touch and you probably leave it alone. And I really hope they never remake that. Maybe, actually, you know, they're going to fuck. They're going to do a grim remake of it. I mean, it's already kind of set, like, it, like it's supposed to be fun and death. But now I've, I've imagined they could do, like, a horror version of that that's way worse. See, there is actually one type of, like, now that we're on the topic of, like, adaptations and, like, changing the tones. Like, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. gr- there's like, a, the Zack Snyder gritty reboot, which, like, I'm done with. Yeah, yeah. Like, gr- that yeah. does not make it more interesting to me. There's He's Muppets, which is the day. other direction, which is going to sanitize. There's like a like a sort of orthogonal direction that they go, where it is darker, but it's like Riverdale. I could do like a Riverdale clue. Okay. Like it's darker, but it's not great because it's still really campy. Like it's still stupid. I think that what, what when I think of remakes, I think of things that are like, they're not great. They had a good premise. But they kind of botched the delivery a little bit. That's why things like that's like movie like the thing works because the original it's good. It kind of botches it because it's a little out because it's it's not a little outdated. It is outdated. It's from the fifties. It's very like it's very fifties B movie. It's still good, but it's not like you'd, you'd have to get into the fifties B movie mindset. That's why when they remade it, they they made almost a completely different movie. Like that's to me is how a remake should work. They need to they need to take a movie that's kind of not great. Yeah, or something like um like the time machine. Actually like around yes. the 80 days like these like things where it's like it's been done so many different times in so different ways that like no one really cares. Yeah. Yeah. What like if you do it with like the Muppets or again like I like I would watch like a CWified um around the world in 80 days. I just want to do Oceans because we just did it. Oceans Eleven, but with Muppets. I think that oh, actually yeah. would be fun. That's Kermit Eleven sort of... is a really good idea. Yeah, maybe because well, you need Ocean something with enough of an ensemble. Yeah. yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. yeah. If you can bring back George Clooney and just be like, "Hey, do you want to do a movie with Muppets?" He's like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it." <laughs> or Brad Pitt because he need unless you want. No, a Muppet I think actually, you know, eating... I think you do bring back Brad Pitt and yeah. Kermit plays Ocean. Oh yeah. No, that's okay, better. That's better. I see that's that better. one. Yeah, I see that yeah. one. Oh wow, I'm sold. So. I actually want to to 
Uh, I know it's your podcast, but I would like to introduce no. a new segment on hey, the show. Hey, real quick, when the when the podcast host doesn't watch the movie, Michael, it's your podcast today. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So um, this is a segment called Rotten Lawyers. Oh hell yeah! Okay. Uh, as those listening who are my longtime fans know, uh, when I'm not doing comedy, I uh, I work in law, and I discovered uh, that there was actually a extremely contentious lawsuit over this movie. Yes. Um, not just like at the, like in federal court and it was appealed and I have the cases here and I'd like to read from you. Please do. Uh, to understand uh, what is going on. So this is helpful for, um, uh, for background. I'm, I'm literally reading from a federal court opinion a federal judge nominated by the president yes. wrote this. This lawsuit is sparked by the prospective appearance of a new Muppet who joins Kermit, Miss Piggy, and others in the movie Muppet Treasure Island, due to be released in about four months. The creators of the Muppets hope to provoke laughter by naming the new Muppet the chief of an exotic wild boar tribe, Spa-Am. This is the this is actually the name of like the chief of the wow. boar people, Sput wow. Am with an apostrophe. I was, I was yeah. reading about this. Yeah. Wow. They believe that the association between the exotic wild boar and the tame familiar lunch meat spam <laughs> will cause viewers to laugh. Hormel Food Corporation, which manufactures spam, finds nothing humorous in the association. <laughs> And fears that the use of the Spam character will cause a drop-off in the consumption of Spam and a drop-off in the consumption of Spam t-shirts and other Spam-related merchandise. <laughs> Although Henson has urged Hormel effectively to, quote, lighten up and to see the parody as a positive development for Hormel, in especially in light of the fact that Spam is regularly subjected to much more negative portrayals, Hormel insists that it's right to a legal determination of whether Henson's use of the spam character and name are lawful or unlawful trademark infringements. So this is a very long trial. Basically, Spam was mad that they named a character Spam. And this just goes into so much depth and like... Like Johnny Depth? Right, but like basically they're like, you're using like... They're like, you use Spam and we want, and we want like money, but... Oh my god. What they what what you have to litigate in a trademark case is basically like some combination of like consumers will be confused because like like if I opened up like a, a new restaurant called it McDonald's, you'd be like people would be confused and I would be like cashing in on other people's confusion yep. on yeah, McDonald's yeah. like work building. You're up making their me brand. think of the Nathan for you when he did like the the like the dumb Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect <laughs> example. Yeah. Or like Tarnishment, like you're like you're making spam look bad. I love this. I wish this case existed right now. I think we all need this case to exist right now. We could all use a case like this in our media. Yeah. So um, both of these points get litigated, and the judge, like the judge at the trial level and the appeals judge, Hormel doesn't spam doesn't win. They basically laugh this out of court. Yeah. But it's but but they do so in such well researched detail. Um, uh, for example, um, 
I just I'm picturing briefcases coming in with spam. I don't know why. It's in their briefcases. Like they just like slam it down. They're like taking this court serious. We're like, who needs spam? Anybody? Anyone's good? You're good? Okay, cool. And then they're like <laughs> nobody wants spam. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody. Wants... <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah. The way this opinion is written, this is not normal for like legal opinions. It's it sounds like a movie review, yeah. which I also very much love. So uh when Spam makes his sorry, Spam makes his first appearance in the motion picture, he's threatening, though in a humorous way. He accuses Kermit and other Muppets of violating his island, which is definitely true, mm-hmm. uh, and has them tied to stakes. However, toward the end of the motion picture, Spam helps Kermit and the other Muppets escape from the clutches of the evil Long John Silver. In the final scene, Spam is shown sailing away with the other Muppets as good humor and camaraderie reign. So here's where Hormel gets uh, gets upset and tries to argue that this is actually very detrimental to their brand and business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally the next word. Dr. Laura P- Paracchio, an expert in consumer behavior, states in her expert report that Spam is unappealing and will lead to negative associations on the part of consumers because he has small eyes, protruding teeth, warts, a skull <laughs> on his headdress, is generally untidy and speaks in a deep voice with poor grammar and diction. So, like, Horm- Horm- Spam is like this character is like yeah. bad. Oh my god! <laughs> but this is this is great because like if you're Jim Henson, you're like okay, well they've brought in an expert in consumer re- reporting. We need our own expert to counter yes, this testimony. <laughs> yes. The judge continues. I am the judge. I am, however, persuaded by the report and testimony of. Uh, of an expert in children's literature who notes that children and adults often have positive association with characters that may not appear classically handsome. Among other examples, uh, the expert points to Pumbaa, the good-natured warthog in Walt Disney's film The Lion King, and Splinter, the aging rat who acts as the teacher and father (laughs) figure to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Furthermore... A boar sharing some of the characteristics uh, noted has been used successfully as the image of meat products such as boar's head beef (laughs) uh, frankfurters. Uh, So they're like, yeah, no, this is not like a bad bad point. Uh, It then goes on. There's a great uh, section. You're good. I'm the editor. You take your time. I will literally kill the gaps. Michael, I want you to know real quick, I'm fucking loving this. <laughs> no, no. This, I love this very much. <laughs> this is feeding my, my soul right now. <laughs> so there's also a footnote. So Hormel's like, this, this is a bad depiction of spam. And the Jim Henson lawyers who were not messing around, they oh. found, uh, they provided dozens of examples of people making much worse spam-related jokes that courts had upheld. This is a footnote. I will read it. Again, federal court, respectable people. This is listing two examples of worse jokes. Uh, One, an article from the Austin American Statesman describing spampers. One of the entries in Spamarama, an annual contest among cooks where the dishes must include Spam, which involved a mother and her three-month-old baby girl, a diaper pail, and a Spam pate. <laughs> so, that's, so that's one. The next one is also, again, this is the 90s, so it, folks may not remember this show. I forgot about it for a moment. Two is an excerpt from the television cartoon 
Duckman, mm-hmm. in which Duckman uncovers, quote, the secret ingredient to spam. What the secret ingredient is may be left to the viewer's imagination, as Duckman is shown at, quote, Murray's Incontinent Camel Farm, observing <laughs> camels in diapers on a conveyor belt heading into what is presumably the Spam Factory. So these are worse examples. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And so they appeal this and they're like, no, 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 you've mischaracterized it. The appeals court, like one step below the Supreme Court, people who are have better stuff to do. Yeah, this they get is to go to great. work and this is the shit they got to deal with. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, they note an advertisement in a satirical magazine that says, in a recent newspaper column, it was noted that in one little can, Spam contains the five major food groups, snouts, ears, feet, tails, and brains. Mm-hmm. And then this is great. I love, this is my favorite line. Like, I, I, I wish I'd written this. This is, again, knocking it down. In view of the more or less humorous takeoffs such as these, one might think Hormel would welcome the association with a genuine source of pork. <laughs> that was the that's the line that's on Wikipedia as why the yeah, case was discussed. Oh my god. Yeah, so basically, like, what a lawsuit. What All it would time. be like to be in the room. Basically, they're resources. like, spam has been made fun of so much more than this. And then like across the board, they're like, it's the Muppets. No one's gonna oh I, I, I I love it. It's a um, bit of a it is a bit of an odd take from spam to be like to to say well you portrayed this racist character caricature which is bad and then you name them spam we don't want to be associated with that and you're like all right I get where you're coming from but also like it's the muppets are we really is this is this the hill you're going to die on spam like oh yeah but right. the thing is spam is not mad that the character is racist which he is mm-hmm. they're mad cuz he's like yeah mean and dirty yeah it's the dirty part that i don't like very hard because they're even double they're like yeah let me double down on how horrible it is and like lean into it i'll even lean into the racist part with you it sounds like that sounds great yeah uh, good good job spam <laughs> yeah it, it's the indigenous people who it's making fun of that should be bad not yeah. spam because their name is on top of it because they named yeah. a pig spam and they say it like one time is that it really yeah, yeah. they only say the character's name like once. He does not appear very much in the film. You're making me want to make t-shirts. I, but I also I, just love how like in a court of law, they're like, it matters that Spam ultimately joins up and helps Kermit. As if it would be different <laughs> if he didn't. Yeah. As, uh, yeah well, as he joined the, the Muppets. <laughs> okay. I have to ask, and maybe you're not allowed to talk about it. I don't know, because you do you say you work in the world of law. I, I don't actually have a specific understanding, but in terms of your personal workings, uh, do you have a, a, a thing that you're like, this is ridiculous. How is this even here? Like, why are we, what is this? Like, is there one that comes to mind? Or at least maybe not one that you've dealt with, but what do you personally dealt with? Where you're like, this is borderline a comedy. How is this in the court system? Oh... I'm so I I I work for a federal judge right now. Uh, so cases come in and we help them. Most cases are probably like it's very expensive to bring a lawsuit, so most people mm, don't yeah. do it unless they have a lot of money. Like here, like actually, Hormel could have ended up getting a like a good settlement because you know big theatrical release. Like yeah, it's it's it probably worth the shot. Y- you get weird cases from people who like you know because anyone can sue. Like, and if you're willing to spend the money, like, you can 
keep appealing and trying to like make these arguments. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about any specific cases. I had a feeling, but I will say like, <laughs> if you want interesting stuff, like this is not my area of expertise. I do not study this or work in this, but trademark law, which is this, it's all this. Like okay. apparently like the single most like litigious company on this planet is Mattel. Really? Mattel will like find people who like make slight alterations to Barbie dolls in their own home and be like, we're suing you for everything you're worth. Yeah, they're going to like a five-year-old. You hear that, Jessica? You're no, done. No, literally. <laughs> oh, you're like, fucking done. <laughs> like when they were suing Napster back in the day and they and they ended up suing like little girls who were like, I just want to listen to Barbie Girl. And the, they downloaded and then uh, the record companies were like, oh, really? How about if we take all of your money? Oh, this is this is worth. This is like a mom will be like, oh, I wanted to make my own little dress for my girl's Barbie. And I made a couple of them and gave them to her friends at a birthday party. Wow. They're like suing over that. Cause they're like, no, 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 you are in fr- your Barbie would never wear that. Basically. <laughs> it's great. No, like, no, no. Take, take a moment. Look up like Barbie lawsuits. It's crazy. Um, wow. But that's why Barbie's still on top. Also, I'm pretty sure Barbie's a lawyer. So she's probably representing herself in these. She's cases. been everything. She has been every. She has like uh, she's twenty Homer different Sim- degrees. She's Homer Simpson. She's been every. Uh, she's been every occupation. Oh yeah, no, she's she's a very accomplished uh, woman. She I. Mm-hmm. I think at one point she was even president. She's been to space. Um, oh yeah, she's a vet and a doctor. And she's been in Toy Story. That's a win. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Took I, a I, while <laughs> to get her in there, but yeah. Well, yeah, because Mattel was like. Mm-mm. You had to you had to play ball with their lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's wow. That's scary. But also, when you have that much money, uh, I guess I'm guessing some of those cases are just coming more of like a reminder. We don't fuck around. Stop fucking with us. Like these little ones are just to remind the big ones. Like, yeah, we'll come after you. We'll come after all of you. Famously, Disney is a is a pretty litigious company when uh when it comes to people using their stuff and also to a other degree star wars used to do that a lot too you couldn't you couldn't put a lightsaber in a thing for a long time uh because of that and it had to be very very uh different did they create lightsabers like laser swords were their idea i think so yeah basically yeah wow that's crazy yeah they they were they were also i mean it's not that crazy because like when you think about it like before you could like before a human being can come up with in the imagination a laser sword yeah you need to have the prerequisites in the existence of both swords which date back to at least the 1920s right. and lasers which i think probably like you, we didn't really have a concept of laser until at least probably at least like the 50s jim uh sure thank- i'll look into it thank you i mean the laser it. was definitely a 20th century invention yeah no, that makes so. sense. I, every now and then I get upset. Like, uh, I was thinking about the, this is a weird thing to bring up and be mad about. Um, it took like 30, 40 years between skiing and snowboarding to exist when skate, like skateboarding exists at the same time. I don't understand someone didn't think in that short period of time, wait a minute, if we took the, the wheels off of the skateboard and put it on a mountain, that'd be fun. So there's like every now and then where... I mean, you say that, but like, if you said that same thing to me in a world that didn't have snowboards, I would be like, I That's would cool. kind of assume it was like a sort of like a drunken rambling. Like, yeah, yeah. It'd be like if I was like, okay, wait a minute. We put wheels on the skis and then do that on the 
on on this at the skate park. I mean, that's what happens, right? We've all worked at a place where like a new boss comes in, and then they're like, "Hey, what if we functionally put this here?" And you're like, "Wow, we're idiots for ten years. Thank you." <laughs> like, it is kind of like someone shows up and realizes. Sorry, that's a weird thing. But someone shows up and realizes that, like, oh yes, it can be different, and you just feel like an idiot a little bit. But at the same time, if that's all you know, that's all you know. Yeah, the world. I mean, that the world depends on people having dumb ideas yeah. that eventually are like, oh, it's dumb, but it works. Yeah, people like it. Um, I think we are about that time where we should do some final notes where you just... And, Kai, go ahead. No, I was actually going to say, and for this final notes, uh, Michael, I want you to give me every note you have because... <laughs> No, we're we gonna I, do this again. With <laughs> last time we did this, uh, we extended the show by another hour. <laughs> well, no, for the record, I have no final notes, so Michael gets to use my final notes. Okay. In the meantime, Jim, do you have a final note? Yeah. Um, they had uh uh, Fozzie as a rich halfwit son, uh-huh. and uh, they have a line that's like. I, what are rich half-wit sons good for, if not for funding uh, treasure hunts? And I wrote, I wish that's what they did, and not just been monsters. I, I wish that I wish that we had more eccentric uh, billionaires doing things that are benefiting people. Yeah. Just, I, they have an obscene amount of money and go, here you go. You want... Uh, uh, <laughs> You want to you want a pirate ship so you can look for a treasure? Go ahead, you got it. Here's a bunch of money. They should yep. do a uh, a Muppets version of this lawsuit between Elon Musk and Twitter, where Fozzie Bear just plays Elon Musk. <laughs> That's oh it. There's shot. There's, they just quote him, but it's just Fozzie Bear doing it, so it just sounds dumber. That'd be great. Uh, I've actually gone through a, an enormous amount of my notes, but I I, I do want to circle back to this because the more I like engage with the Muppets uh, content, like I know we're supposed to like Kermit. I I just feel like Kermit is Ooh. consistently not not a super good dude to uh, to Miss Piggy. Okay, like. E- it's always a will they won't they and I get it but it's but like it's always because he just can't quite commit and I feel like they keep on like like in the newer ones are getting closer to it but here like his character just like leaves her at the altar now again like they had to find, shoehorn in yeah. Miss Piggy's character at all but like leaving someone at the altar is just not cool it's not very nice no no and I just like I I feel like I don't know who else is in is in the world who's a better match, but like Gonzo and Camilla. I'm increasingly like less keen on Kermit, and I just think Miss Piggy deserves better. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because I've actually seen the heavy criticism of being like, "Oh, Miss Piggy is like kind of a like like a little too like emotionally abusive to Kermit." So I think I I'll agree with you that I think that they're not okay. I, I actually, I'm gonna. You're kind of blowing my brain because I've never really done enough criticism towards Kermit. Um, I think they're just a really toxic fucking relationship. Um, this is why they got divorced in 2015. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I did hear about that. That was, uh, that was on that weird TV show. Uh huh. Yeah, it was on their Office parody. Well, when did they officially get married? In the 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 in the 1980s. One that we watched? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay, that counted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. 
All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then also, uh, I mean, he. I think that's the worst thing you could do to somebody is literally just like, like kind of egg them on and then just bail. And he seems to be kind of emotionally ghosting um, from time to time. So that's real. Yeah. And you don't piss yeah. off someone that can karate chop you in half. It's not a good idea. They're, they're really I not mean, good. I mean, that's true, but also you just don't piss off someone who has feelings. It's good call. Not nice. No. Yeah. I like this controversial like hate on Kermit, actually. I guess I just haven't been scrutinizing his character enough. I think it's because I could do without the whole... Like, I don't... I and As in most movies, I'm like, I don't care about the love stuff. I love Fozzie and Kermit. That's what I'm here for. Like, that... that The two of them building off each other is what I'm more interested in um, than I am as Piggy and him. But that's me. Yeah, sorry. That was a little bit of, like, a downer. I can... I, I don't have a... No. I don't know... That's a hot take, but and I'm here for it. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just what I'm feeling. No, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. We got to get more. We got to get more real. And I'm actually going to start scrutinizing uh, throughout these a little bit more. I hope he's a little less of a dick in space. They don't, they don't go to space. Gonzo's from space. It's okay. We'll, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, we'll I do like that one. That. It's nice that they like kind of like give. Because I think we talked about this, uh, Jim and I, in both Treasure Island and. Christmas Carol, Gonzo's basically not a character. He's a narrator or like sidekick who just like he's just sort of doing what Jim's doing. Jim Hawkins, not not our Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh but like he doesn't have like a character agency or like stakes. He's just sort of there. And it's nice that they like gave him a movie. Because he's he's got a lot to to explore. Yeah, and I I I think they explored it very well in that movie. I don't know. It might not hold up. It, uh, this is a 25-year-old movie, so who's to say? Yeah. But I can't wait to watch that one. Um, Kai, if, uh, if you want a final note that I had, that yeah. if you if you want to take this one, uh, I was a big fan of... Uh, they had a bit. They had a running bit where Rizzo had sold tickets on the boat to a bunch of rats. Um, and the... And so while there's all these pirate antics going on, uh, there's a bunch of rats who are on vacation, like playing shuffleboard or I actually I I remember this. This is the part. Okay, this is coming back to me. Okay, keep going. Yeah. And my favorite bit was at one point, the rats visit the set of Muppet Treasure Island. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's good. That's adorable. I like that. I, I mean, they were my favorite in The Christmas Carol. I I'm, I think I'm more for... I need the more of the rat Rizzo community uh, in movies, and I hope that they're in the, the Muppets from Space as well. Yeah. I want more. There's uh, a sequel to Muppets Take Manhattan. I feel like it has to be very rat-focused. It should be. Uh, I think, uh, so far, I've actually found Rizzo to be underutilized. I really enjoyed... Like, you were just talking about Gonzo and like his kind of role in all of this, and he kind of, in Christmas Carol... He even though he was the one kind of just narrating the whole thing, I th- still think he had, like he got to shine as like you know uh, I don't know he got like in like hit the lean into his own like him and Rizzo got to lean into their their like, character personalities in that movie still being able to like narrate it, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I loved All it. Right. This was the best movie I've ever not watched. Uh, I'm be- no, it's great. I am literally going to watch it this afternoon because I need to fill it with uh, like understand some of these uh, and fill my heart. So thank you yeah. for coming on and talking to us about this. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you. I'm going to have you come back on a movie that I am going to watch at some point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Is um, there's something? Oh, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, Michael, do you have anything you would like to promote? 
I forgot to prompt you with this earlier. And I like to remind people it can be a few things, and it can also be uh, a philosophy. Uh, it can be uh, just evil, uh, whatever you want. Oh wait, no, not hate. Sure. Um, I'm I'm regularly performing uh, around uh, Philadelphia in the improv scene. Uh, probably in the fall, uh, you'll be able to see me doing improvised Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Uh, improvised Doctor Who. Ooh. Both those are comedy sports. I'm also going to be in in a month. This will be like public. I'll be I, I'm going to be directing a new show with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of uh, new performers. A um, lot lot of stuff is happening in uh, the Philadelphia comedy community. A lot of new stuff is coming back up, uh, and it's just exciting to get to see like a a, a community come back after um, a couple of pretty tough years. So. You know, hopefully we do right by them. Eighty like eighty percent of our listeners are from Philadelphia because um, yeah. they're our friends. Um, <laughs> so that's good. You told people who that's useful information because they'll come see. Uh, everybody else, go to Philadelphia sometime uh, and embrace the the performance community there and the uh, people giving yeah. their heart and soul to improv because uh, they do it well. They do it real well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, folks, we're gonna be back. We're gonna keep doing more Muppets next week. Uh, we're going to be back doing Muppets from space because I keep I'm really upset. They're from space. They're not in space. Fuck, I'm so upset. They're not going to be in space. It's fine. And we're going to be back with uh, returning guest Ross Wiseman. So come back yes. and we're going to talk about more Muppets. That's it. Jim, is there anything else you want to say to Michael, myself, um, the world? No, I don't know. Uh, have 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 full have full. Jeez. Have fun. Be good to each other. Oh, Michael, um, I didn't really give you much of an opportunity to bully Jim. Uh, he really, any, anything you want to say that's mean to Jim? Oh, um, J- Jim, those, yeah. where did you get those uh, g- uh, glasses? The, uh, the, 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 butt, the butt store? Oh, no, it was Warby Parker. Oh, they're, they're nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say also, as my parting shot, just because I won't get to be on that episode, Muppet version of uh, Alien. Ooh. Because the alien's else? already a Muppet. Just saying. Yeah, essentially. Which is <laughs> yeah. one of those ones that I'm surprised I was afraid of as a child. But yeah, okay, I'm for it. Muppet alien, yeah. Drop that one in for next week. I was going to say, we'll bring the controversial shot to, uh, to Ross and see how he feels about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, we'll be Great. back. And we, as always, we appreciate you listening. I love you, Jim. And Michael, we'll get there. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure. And on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.